Beloved by God Church, let us begin our service before the Lord. Let us stand and confirm the promise that belongs to the door of our hope. May the resurrection of Christ be enthroned within our bodies. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are grateful to your name for the privilege of being in this place that your hand has appointed for the worshiping of your holy name. And now allow your inheritance in the name of the blood of the covenant to be lifted to heights that are not reachable for us and destroy all burden and sin that binds us. May in this service, as previously, all the works of devil be cursed, illnesses, poverty, untimely death, demonic possession, all matters of fear, depression, destruction, ignorance, and error, all of this may depart from the tents of your holy people. And now stand, O Lord, upon the place of your rest, you and the ark of your might, and may your saints be clothed into your salvation and rejoice before your face. Give us more of your Spirit. Saturate us with your Holy Spirit. Allow us to find your great face. We thank you that this service is presented by Apostle Arkady into your godly hands, and we pray continue to lead it with a mighty and powerful arm, our great God, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. May you be blessed. Please be seated. The book of Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which has been corrupted by its deceitful lusts, to be made new by the spirit of your mind and to put on the new self, created by God in true righteousness and holiness. The right to the power to put off our former way of life so we can clothe our bodies into a new way of life. And as we know to fulfill this decree and commandment written in the book of Apostle Paul and presented to us in the series of sermons of Apostle Arkady, we need to put three destiny-impacting, commanding, and fundamental acts into practice. And these are put off, be renewed, and put on. Fulfilling these three requirements will determine whether our salvation happens that is given to us in the format of a seed, which we need to obtain as a possession in the format of the fruit of righteousness. Relevant to this, we stop to study the allegory contained in the 18th Psalm of David, where getting to know and confessing the power that is contained in the heart of David, consisted of the eight names of God, allowed David to love and call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and gave God the legitimate ability to use the power contained in the capabilities of these names to battle against the enemies of David. Psalm 18, 1-3 I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. And let us together proclaim our inheritance that is in Jesus Christ. Lord, you are my strength. Lord, you are my rock. Lord, you are my fortress. Lord, you are my deliverer. Lord, you are my rock in whom I take refuge. Lord, you are my shield. Lord, you are the horn of my salvation. And Lord, you are my stronghold. Thanks be to God that he has made us worthy of his names 
and his characteristics, and that all of these characteristics, in one or another way, are demonstrated in our life. Therefore, considering that in a specific format, as much as God has allowed in the measure of our faith, we already studied our inherited lot in Jesus Christ in the form of the virtue of four names of God, strength, rock, fortress, and deliverer. Therefore, we will immediately go to the study of our inherited lot that is in Jesus Christ, studying the name of God, rock, in whom I trust, or rock of Israel. In the given prayer psalm of David, we see that the name of God, Rock of Israel, contains the inherited lot of the Son of God in whom and by whom we together receive the victorious ability to keep and broaden our salvation consisted of the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. A very unique name of God, Rock of Israel. We keep and we broaden our salvation, which is not possible. It's not possible to keep your salvation without expanding it, broadening it in our life. And this needs to happen at the cleft of the rock and to be able to rise to the upon to this rock or upon this rock we need to first hide ourselves within the cleft and then after we hide in the cleft he will allow us then to go up on top of the rock where we would be able to see our promises that lay at the door of our hope. And since the Lord has trusted us with these promises through His messages, that means that we are upon this rock and we are in the cleft of the rock as well. We came to the necessity to study the following series of questions. What characteristics and categories identify our inherited lot contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel? What purpose in the realization of our salvation is our inherited lot called to fulfill Consist, consisted in the name of God, Rock of Israel, the price we need to pay to give God or provide God the ability to be our Rock of Israel and the results by which we can determine that God is truly our Rock of Israel as it relates to the realization of our calling. With this, we need to note that if we decide to study our inherited lot contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel, as something separate from the faith of our heart, or the confession of our mouth, then we will be immediately going in the wrong direction. All of these names of God, strength, rock, deliverer, all of them, they need to collaborate with our heart and the confessions of our mouth. And so out of the four questions, we had stopped to study the second which sounds like this. What purpose in the realization of our salvation is our inherited lot called to fulfill consisted in the name of God, Rock of Israel, the purpose of the name of God, Rock of Israel in our life. And we will study the fifth and sixth purposes contained in the name of Rock of Israel and the fifth purpose of the lot that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel abiding within the heart of a student of Christ is called to nourish us with honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock. In the sixth, we will see that the Lord wants to give us, so that will be the sixth, and the fifth will be the water that He wants to give us from the flinty rock. And so in the fifth, we will talk about again water from the flinty rock, and in the sixth, we'll talk about honey coming from the flinty rock. 
we will be talking about solid foods because the water and the honey and the oil that also we'll be referring to that our pastor is or will be talking about it's talking about the menu of a, sp a spiritual person and he will talk about other components as well that all are included in that same menu we will talk about the things derived from the earth we'll talk about the oil and we'll talk about milk these are all as if uh, there'll be many different products that are milk products but only those products that a spiritual person is nourished by and we need to understand that type of food that we are receiving as spiritual people as in the form of different oil and we'll talk about also uh, milk but that of, of of a sheep and so it's very medicinal it's very healthy we'll look at the word we'll look at this and see it as the word by which we comfort one another and this is something again that is we are nourished by as spiritual people we'll talk about the fats of also sheep and goats and those of Bashan if someone the scriptures say if someone tries to eat of these fats they will be put to death but the ones of Bashan in comparison to those typical so the regular one is the one where uh, is forbidden and the one of Bashan is the one you're required to be consuming or eating and so the Lord recommends us to tender flocks upon the mountains of Bashan and again it talks about the tending of flocks and you will eat of the fats of the goats and of the sheep these and so there were types of fats that God allowed and others he did not allow to eat and we'll look at the difference of what we can eat and what we cannot symbolically and so let's be nourished by this food the menu that our pastor Akadi offers and this is known as food of the God gods because in the scriptures say in the scriptures it says that you are gods because we are in Christ and we will be nourished with this solid food the food of the gods let's begin with the rock that brings forth water water is also food of the gods yes simple water that's what we will start with and we will get to the fats as well and so the rock that brings forth water for us Deuteronomy 8 14 through 18 when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water who brought water for you out of the flinty rock who fed you in the wilderness with manna which your fathers did not know that he might humble you and that he might test you to do the good that he has for you in the end then you say in your heart my power and might have had have had a hand in gaining me this wealth and you shall remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day Deuteronomy 8 14 through 18 we know well that grace reigns exclusively through righteousness within the heart of a spiritual person 
after he comes out of his carnal slavery, when governing sin in the form of the old man is removed from the throne within his body, which are pure lips of a person confessing faith, that is, the faith of God abiding in his heart. Again, in what heart does grace rule or reign? In the heart of a spiritual person, when we receive grace, it has not yet began to rule. It can only reign and rule through righteousness. We receive justification freely by grace in Jesus Christ. We receive His righteousness. But our thoughts are not righteous. Our acts are not righteous. Our mouth, our lips, what they say is not righteousness. And we only trust upon the righteousness that is in Jesus Christ. But a spiritual person is where the righteousness of God begins to be revealed in a spiritual person. And we see how grace reigns through righteousness in a person, a spiritual person. And it's through righteousness that grace reigns through righteousness because grace is not always righteousness but righteousness is always grace if a person trusts in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ but also performs righteousness himself in his actions and his words and his thoughts he performs the righteousness of God he does the righteousness of God in his life And this is when the old man is removed from the throne within our body, and he's removed when we have a pure or clean mouth. And so grace can reign in our heart. It's interesting, in our heart, only when the old man is removed from the throne of our lips. Here in our heart, grace will not reign until the old or while the old man controls our mouth, as soon as grace reigns the righteousness in us, the old man is removed. In this case, he has he does he no longer has control of our lips, and we speak only pure things. And all of this happens simultaneously, and so the reign of grace. And the removal of the old man or governing sin, this is when grace reigns through through righteousness, uh, might reign through righteousness within within ourselves. All of this happens simultaneously. Romans 5.21, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. To have a pure mouth, pure lips, to remove from our mouth... uh, the old man from our mouth, from the throne of our lips. The old man is in our body, and his throne in our body is in our mouth. He, from this throne, kills peoples. He is hypocritical. He lies from this throne. The throne of the old man within our body is our lips, is our tongue. And so how can you make your mouth clean? To make your mouth clean, you need to purify your heart and so only when our heart that is cleansed from dead works in our heart the thummim in the form of the truth and the urm in the form of the Holy Spirit will legitimately brought, be brought in this is when we will receive the ability to comprehend righteousness and perform righteousness and only then the grace of God will receive the legitimate ability to rule or govern within our heart by the righteousness of faith The righteousness of faith is the right faith. Righteousness of faith 
how does he correctly rule or reign within us when he cleanse, cleanses our heart from dead works? This allows him to sit upon this throne of our heart, and a cleansed heart will help then clean our mouth. God begins working from the heart. He cleanses our heart, he prepares the place for his throne, and that is the position from which he will then make our lips clean as well. The heart is important, God cleanses it, and then he cleanses our lips, our mouth. And when when this happens, uh, grace then rules or reigns through righteousness. What does it mean to perform righteousness? To perform righteousness is to be delivered from the slavery of your Egypt in the form of your carnal self by sprinkling yourself with the shed blood of the Lamb, which will become our protection from the wrath of God, which will give us the legitimate ability to follow after Moses in the form of the person clothed into the authority of a father of God, into that great and awesome wilderness called sanctification, to make a covenant with God in on Horeb and to dedicate yourself to the Lord on Horeb. While we did not have understanding of true sanctification, we were not able to sense the danger that was coming from the serpents and, scorp- and scorpions representing different forms of demon. And also we were not able to sense thirst for water representing living water in the form of the receiving of the Holy Spirit. Only when we began to truly sanctify ourselves just like the Israelite nation when they began to truly sanctify themselves they that's when they were able to follow Moses and in many Protestant churches today these encounters encounters that take place uh, the sanctification that takes place there <clears throat> is not being uh, introduced by an anointed of God person it is some is by somebody that isn't anointed by God True sanctification happens when it is introduced by a person that is sent by God because he will explain how legitimate sanctification has to happen. We need to follow after a true sanctification to follow into uh, to the right one into the wilderness, into the wilderness where there's scorpions and serpents, uh, and it is scary and you don't know if, uh, how you can trust going in there. And so the first revelation you receive is that you follow after Moses, you follow after the messenger of God. Pastor Akadi, in our case, we see in ourselves characteristics, uh, the sin that our forefathers have, our grandfathers, our parents, uh, the sins that we see it in ourselves, and we are in fear of what we see in ourselves. And we, in the sanctification, also have the thirst for water that is for the Holy Spirit, so that the Lord the Holy Spirit become Lord and Master of our life. It's the other requirement. And so this is how we can examine true sanctification, separating ourselves from someone and something uh, when we're within the order of God, When and it happens when uh, we begin to sense this danger from these serpents and scorpions, and we have a great thirst for the Holy Spirit so that the water of the Lord in the form of this water of the Lord, uh, we have a thirst for the Holy Spirit. John 7, 37 
through 39. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He called them to sanctification. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. For the purpose of sanctification, he says you need to thirst and you need to have faith. He says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow uh, rivers of living water. This uh, stone from which the water came is, of course, symbolizes Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 5. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses, into the cloud, and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for they bought, their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. 1 Corinthians 10, 1-5, they did not understand the essence of sanctification, the purpose of it, there are certain people who followed Moses to sanctify themselves, and others followed Moses so that they may die in this wilderness. You see where Moses, the anointed of God, takes the people. He brings people out so that there, certain people can become better and others uh, will perish. And this theocratical system uh, is like this. You either become better, you improve, or you will perish. Speaking of Israel, even after God, after the Tang plagues, uh, he delivered Israel from Egypt. He allowed them to cross over the Red Sea. He fed them manna. He gave them water from the rock. They still, many of them were, uh, they fell in the wilderness and their bodies fell in the wilderness. Legitimate sanctification is always accompanied is always accompanied with the loss of our carnal life and the decision to obey God by obeying the person whom God has given to us this is uh, also a part of true sanctification losing your soul and to be able to lose your soul you need to see the danger of these scorpions and serpents all of this needs to die in the wilderness and obedience to God uh, obey, that is obedience to the word of God that he gives. When a person pays the price for sanctification necessary for the de- dedication of himself to God and will humble himself and tremble before the preached word and will not offend the Holy Spirit, God will give him good so he can fulfill his covenant that he made, the promise he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so summing up the given component, we conclude that the purpose of the law that is contained in the name of God, Rock of Israel, is called to produce water from the rock for us so he could fulfill the covenant that he made with our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, upon the condition that we will fulfill our part of the covenant, which is a total form of sanctification that pursues the the total dedication required to the Lord. And so the way the Lord nourishes us from his rock This happens when we make the decision to truly be sanctified in a godly manner. But 
If we don't want to follow Moses into the wilderness, this will not happen. And if we follow Moses into the wilderness, we'll see the danger of these serpents and these scorpions. And because of this, we will see ourselves thirsting for water, the Holy Spirit, so that he become the Lord and master of our life. And when there's such a thirst for the Holy Spirit to become the Lord and master of our life, so all these uh, serpents and these scorpions would be destroyed. All of this means that we are experiencing experiencing a legitimate form of sanctification. This was the very interesting uh, fifth purpose. And this is upon the menu of uh, of of the righteous. Sixth purpose of the lot contained in the name of God, rock of Israel, abiding within the heart of a student of Christ, is called to nourish us with honey from the rock and oil from the flint rock. All of this is solid food. Everything that God gives from his uh, rock, whether it be water, whether it be oil, whether it be honey, all of this is solid food. And so the water we talk about, the water is the Holy Spirit as the Lord and Master of our life and not as a guest. This is the kind of water. And so to be able to receive this kind of water, you need to be led into the wilderness. And no one no one wants to go into the wilderness because we know that we will either perish there or we will become better and cleanse ourselves and be able to then dedicate ourselves to God. Either our soul will die in the form of these serpents and scorpions or we will forever die, that is our spirit will die, if we will not collaborate our faith with the words of Moses whom God has placed to lead us. In the wilderness something needs to die, either our soul, this uh, serpents and, and other or our spirit will die. But we make the decision that, Lord, we want our soul to die in the death of the Lord Jesus, and so that the Holy Spirit would become the Lord and Master of our life. And so, in the sixth purpose, we'll talk about this honey and this oil from the flint rock. Deuteronomy 32, 9 through 14. For the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him, he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. Where did the Lord see us or find us in the wilderness? As an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign god with him. He made him ride in the heights of the earth, that he might eat the produce of the fields. He made him draw honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock. Curds from the cattle and milk of the flock, with fat of the lambs and rams of the breeds of Bashan, and goats with the choicest wheat, and you drank wine, the blood of the grapes. Deuteronomy 32, 9 through 14. Before we begin to study this given inheritance in the form of specific promises, it is necessary to note one unquestionable thing, and that is to be nourished by the stone and oil is something that can happen by saints who themselves are living stones able to build themselves into a spiritual house. And so solid food is only for the spiritual 
the food that the Lord produces from the stone is something for a holy person, one who builds himself into a house of God where worship to God happens. This is all for the spiritual person. Because honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock is solid food that for the category of spiritual infants in Christ and for the category of fleshly men is beyond the boundaries of their abilities or their intellectual abilities. And whatever simple words you may use to explain to them uh, this allegory, not their mind or their heart is able to comprehend and accept the essence of the solid food. It's more likely this food in the implanted word of truth will be a stumbling block to them. We need to note that the category of infants in Christ and status are not all equal. There are infants that are attracted by various winds of doctrine that are spoken by cunning deceivers. And there are infants that are not attracted by various winds of teaching, although they don't completely understand the truth. But they have sincerity and they have a sincere trust and they follow the word of the person that is clothed into the authority of a father of God because they love the pure milk of the word. And so a carnal person, 100% will always reject this food because he considers it foolishness. And also infants, but infants are, there are two types of infants. There's the first type of infant that always spits out food that is given to it, and there are infants that uh, fear the word and when they hear it they do receive it these infants are the ones that the Lord will make worthy of his menu the menu that the Lord has prepared and that is for God's this is the category and so for the category of those who continually spit it out this is not for them However, you may explain to them whatever words you may try to find to be able to explain it. This person will continually reject the truth. 1 Peter 2, 1 through 10. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. These are positive infants because they have loved the pure milk of the word. For indeed, you have tasted that the Lord is gracious coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men and chosen by God and precious. You also, as a living stone, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumbled, being dis- disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, holy nation, his own special people that may... Proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. However, to understand the purpose of the lot that is contained in the name of God, rock of Israel, presented in the given allegory and honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock, it is possible only if we are a member of the chosen by God remnant, who originate from Jacob and 
who have these components, the produce of the fields. <clears throat> they are nourished by the produce of the fields, honey from the rock, oil from the flinty rock, curds from the cattle, milk of the flock, fat of lambs and rams of the breed of Bashan and goats, the choicest of wheat, wine of the blood of the grapes. All of these components are in an amazing balance one with another because they are diluted in one the other, they identify one another and the truthfulness of one the other. And so if there's not one of these components, that means the rest of them are just counterfeits to its original. And there's no truth there. All of these eight identify and confirm the truthful nature of the other. We need to study how we need to determine our origination from Jacob. This is the chosen by God remnant because all of this food that we are reading about, this menu is given to the chosen by God remnant, those that come from Jacob. And coming from Jacob, the father of the 12 sons, <clears throat> this is the fruit of righteousness and we see this in the 12 pearly gates. Revelation 21, 12, 13, if we are Jews, and if we prove our belonging to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that means in our heart we have the 12 gates. I don't have to have a Jewish name, Jewish profile, or, or anything else. I need to have the 12 pearly gates in my heart. So that means that I am then closer to Jacob than one who may be by flesh born from that line. Let's look at the Great Jerusalem, which is made of all tribes and peoples and nations. The Great Jerusalem, as the bride of the Lamb, she had a great and high wall with twelve gates and twelve angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Revelation 21, 12, 13. And so Jerusalem, the bride of the Lamb, <clears throat> from all of the all of the tribes and people and nations they are the descendants of Jacob to come from Jacob is to be built into 12 pearly gates which give us the legitimate right to inherit then this food that is given to us in these eight components the, the uh, 12 pearly gates or the pearl itself is that this is us uh, and we see this in the truth of the 12 fundamental teachings and the erection of life within ourselves to give God the ability to change our body from a carnal body into a heavenly body we need to as the descendants of Jacob to pretty much join that inheritance giving us the right to be nourished by the food that is presented in the given allegory in these eight components or eight forms of food presented we come from Jacob if we have these pearly gates and to, for example, have access to the tree of life, you need to pass through the pearly gates. To be able to enter these gates, you need to have the 12 foundations and upon the foundations are the name of the apostles and the pearly gates. Upon them are the names of, of the uh, 12 names of the sons of Jacob and so we need to have a connection to the apostles and also to Jacob. 
because if we don't have a connection to Jacob, then the entire menu we just listed, the food of the gods, this is not for us. What Jerusalem is nourished by, the bride of the lamb, is the menu that God is nourished by. When the Lord is given that menu, the same menu is given to the bride of the lamb, the very same menu. And we look at it and we see the fats that we need to be consuming and what is forbidden for for people that are not part of the bride of the lamb which is then allowed for the bride of the lamb and so the one that will be at the on the heights of Bashan is the one that will have access to it upon our table is the same menu that God has and the Lord Jesus Christ imagine Jesus and us have the same menu let us look at these eight components The first of the food in the purpose of the lot of the name of God, Rock of Israel, is the produce of the fields. The produce of the fields with which God blesses us are the produce of the soil of our good heart, identified as the faith of God that is confessed with our mouth. Proverbs 18.20 A man's stomach shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Life and death is in the tongue and the one who lives of it will eat of its fruits the purpose of the lot in the name of God rock of Israel in the produce of the fields is the fruit of the mouth that confesses the faith of God that abides within our heart such a position when uh, during the Old Testament as well as our time is the lot of a few but only those who are the remnant who voluntarily collaborate their faith with God's faith And so again, this is the food of the gods, a person who is able to collaborate his faith with God's faith. We don't just confess the faith of our heart. God asks, how does this faith develop in your heart? Because God is not surprised when we, for example, uh, memorize certain places of scripture and then speak them. He surprises the faith of our heart. If we just memorize places of scripture, we just speak these poems before God. But the confessions of the faith of our heart is identified by different parameters. This is when our faith collaborates with God's God's faith, when we receive the word of God from the messengers of God. We confess that faith that has found its place in our heart. Why? Because for the word of God to uh, have access to my spirit, I need to acknowledge a certain person who is above me, who has a revelation for me, to be able to memorize a place of scripture. It is just in my intellect. I memorize it. I come after 10 minutes and I try to surprise him with these with these uh, places of scripture, these verses. And even with uh, passion and maybe loudly, or even praying, praying in tongues loudly before him, in your heart, uh, you need to have the word of God and this happens when you acknowledge a person who got whom God has sent and has sent to you and you collaborate with the words of the person when he speaks the word of God and so to memorize the places of scripture is good but you can only surprise God when you collaborate your faith your faithfulness with God's faith 
the second of the food in the purpose of the lot of, of the name of God, Rock of Israel, is honey from the rock. Honey is a unique product that is produced by bee families, which symbolize the Church of Christ with a person clothed into the delegation of a father from God. There, where there's a church, where there's a theocratical structure, there is honey. When there's no the- the- theocratical uh, structure, there's no honey. There's just venom. And a person will eat of it. This would may sound uh, may seem sweet, but it's venom, and a person will then die. This comes, this venom that comes, it comes from people who place themselves, and it may taste sweet, but it's actually poison. The symbol of the food in the form of honey that comes from the rock, that is given by God by the chosen by Him remnant, symbolizes the apostles. That is the person that is clothed into into the authority of a father of God by whom we are able to inherit the given by God promise. 2 Corinthians 1.20 For all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him amen to the glory of God through us. Through whom do we receive it? Through His apostles. And this word, for all of the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him amen. When God says yes, that means it will be. When you say yes, let it be. And so when I say yes, may lay it be, but let it be, but there needs to be an amen. And so if I say let it be in my life or yes, let this happen, I need to hear the amen from God. God confirms what I have proclaimed. And I proclaim what is in the format of honey. When I say let it be, may this be in my life, the Lord needs to uh respond within with the amen the third of the food and the purpose of the lot of the name of god rock of israel is oil from the flinty rock oil or olive oil is produced from the fruit of the olive tree this is a unique and at the same time sacred product in the life of the nation of god as this valuable product was not just food but also participated in temple rituals for example They anointed people as kings, priests, and prophets with oil. They anointed all of the articles of the tabernacle with oil. They anointed the showbreads upon the golden table. The oil was poured into the golden lampstand that burned day and night. And a person that was healed from leprosy was anointed with oil. This is where oil was present. The symbol of such oil in scripture is the union of the truth and the Holy Spirit revealing the truth in the heart of of a man. Zechariah 4, 2 through 6. He said to me, What do you see? So I said, I am looking, and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it, and on the stand seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. And so he says, Solid gold with a bowl. This bowl is God's messenger. And then it had seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps and so from this bowl there were seven lamps and also there were seven pipes to the seven lamps two olive trees are by it one at the right of the bowl and the other at its left and so what are we seeing a beautiful lamp with the 
with the lamps and above them this uh, above all of them there's this bowl and uh, e this oil flows into each of these uh, of these lamps and there are two olive trees uh, that pour their oil into this bowl which are the word of God and Holy Spirit and then the word of God these are these uh, seven pipes without this the lamp will not burn And so, the word is only for my intellect. The truth that is already explained, the word of the messenger, this is accessible to my spirit, my heart. And with it, I renew my intellect that until this time was God in my life, I humble him. And then I begin to confess the word of God. I remove the old man then from the throne, from my lips, and I make my lips pure. Very important. Two olive trees are by it, one at the right of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Zechariah 4, 2 through 6. The Lord spoke through Zerubbabel. How did John, Apostle John, do it? He, the Lord said, everything you see in your heart and hear in your heart, write it into a book and send it to the seven churches so that they may read it. And the Apostle, everything he saw in his heart and heard, he wrote it into the book and sent it to the seven churches, to these seven pipes. And the word was being <clears throat> was then accessible to them. However, so that the oil that is the union of the truth and the Holy Spirit would be able to abide in the heart of a person and be the food of this person, it is necessary that the man obtain this oil from the seller for the full and required price. <clears throat> Matthew 25, 8, 9, And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. Why are they going out? Because we don't have contact with the, with the bowl at the top from which oil can be received. But the wise, and so who's the seller? Because the wise said, Lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. These sellers, they are that bowl at the top where the two olive trees, they are pouring the urim and thummim, dripping it into this bowl. And the bowl then distributes this oil amongst the seven uh, lamps. The Lord drips his revelations, and this revelation then becomes accessible to us. The seller are people that are clothed into the authority of planters of the seed of the word and waters of the seed of the word. And so a person who plants the word is always one who is an apostle. This is a person who is a representative of God's 
of a father of God. And so one who is, is a planter, is an apostle, and it's a, a pastor who is an apostle. If he's not an apostle, he's not a planter. If he is not a planter, then he needs to go under the authority of one who is a planter. And so you ask your pastor that, in, in, that is in your church, are you an apostle? If he is not an apostle, then you need an apostle above him so that he can be able to provide then this uh, word. And so anyone who is not an apostle does not have the right to plant the word of God. The Urim and the Thummim drip revelations of the Holy Spirit. It's not, if you just find something on the internet or if you yourself have researched something, one who plants in the form of the seller is always an apostle. An apostle is always a person who represents a father of God and his wa- the waters as well. Not all waters are sellers. And so all people who preach on Tuesdays or others, they are not sellers. <clears throat> the seller is only the, the saints that are in the form of apostles and prophets. Those who water, they rejoice with the word of God and they testify. A seller, again, as the apostle, as the planter. Timothy and Titus, for example, they were apostles. They they were waterers. Apostle Paul was the planter. The water apostle, or pastor, pastor of the water, he has the goal to show others how to abide in the word, in the word of the one who plants. As it says, go to those who sell. Those who sell are always that are, are those that are apostles. And then the one that is a water, they, they are those who testified. They are not the sellers. To pay the price for the oil, that is, the union of the truth of the Word of God and Holy Spirit within us, so they be our food, is to collaborate our faith with the faith of God spoken by the mouth of God's messengers, the spirit of whom has the hardness of a rock or strength of the rock. To pay the price for oil, the spirit of a person becomes a possessor of the hardness or that strength of the rock, which is the Thummim and the Urim. A strong spirit is demonstrated in man and it's demonstrated in his trust, the strength of his trust. Isaiah 26, 2 through 4. Open the gates that the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yahweh the Lord is everlasting strength. <clears throat> and so a person who trusts in God, he is one who is strong in spirit. The menu that's offered to us to be nourished by this oil from this rock, one who can be nourished by it is one who also has this strength, the kind of strength of the rock. He has strength, this kind of same strength. 
and one who has a strong spirit is one who's able to be nourished then by this food one who trusts in God. If I don't trust in God, then I am not strong in spirit. If I'm not strong in spirit, then I cannot be nourished by this oil from the rock. And this menu then is not for me, it's for somebody else. Fourth, <clears throat> the fourth of the food and the purpose of the lot of the name of God, rock of Israel, is curds from the cattle. Curds from the cattle. Mm. And in the form and the very essence of the fact that it is a curd in the form of a butter. And so this is the curds from the cattle is pro product that is prepared from the from cow milk. The curds from cattle when eaten isn't just clean energy for the body, but a companion that accompanies necessary elements to the blood for the functioning of the whole body. And so it's good when we eat something to also eat some butter or some kind of <clears throat> curds uh, necessary for the for the bodies uh, for our, for our system to accompany elements and nu nutrition throughout our body. Body butter is very uh, healthy in this case as curds. This product is in is a symbol of this pure milk of the word. These curds is the preached word that has the energy of the Holy Spirit. If they ask you, well, what is milk in this case? It's the pure milk of the word, curds or butter in this case. It is the word of God that has the energy of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> First Peter 2, 1, 2, Therefore laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. And so babes need to desire the pure milk of the word. This pure milk of the word needs to become for us these curds. And so the, these curds are the result of the revelation of the truth that is given by the Apostle, the Messenger of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 9-13 But as it, has, as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of a man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not <clears throat> in words which man's wisdom teaches, but with which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 1 Corinthians 2, 9-13. <clears throat> and so we know that the word and the truth that we receive is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit the, this curds the curds that is produced from milk the preached word that we receive is called to be processed by us how does this happen? this happens when we use our energy to research to meditate and confess the received by us pure milk of the word. The pure milk of the word is then uh, produced into this curds or 
butter. This is the word that has energy. This is the butter or the or these curds. It nourishes us so that the energy of God can be in us. It is necessary to research the word that we receive, meditate about this word, and confess this word. What are we doing right now? We are pretty much repeating the milk that we have been hearing. And our goal that this pure milk of the word become these curds. We meditate about it. We confess it. <clears throat> and it becomes then these curds. The fifth of the food and the purpose of the lot of the name of God, Rock of Israel, is milk of the flocks. <clears throat> this is either the milk of sheep or, or goats. And it is very, very medicinal, this milk. Uh, the milk of flocks is very unique unlike the milk of a cow it does not have lactose in it and more is not just food but also medicine for the stomach and body <clears throat> a sheep is a is a type of animal that lives in a flock or in a herd of, of, of sheep they uh, live as a family. And so if someone asks you, what is this milk of flocks? This is a unique relationship between the saints and brotherly love between one another. And this relationship is not just food, but also medicine for one another. And so when we talk about the Word of God in cell groups or just after church or any time together, when we uh, communicate together this is this milk of the flocks this is both food and medicine not just when we hear uh, the pure milk of the word pastor Kadi uh, uh, put a lot of importance into this milk of the flock For example, the, the milk of the cow, it needs to be uh, beaten so that it become then these curds. But the milk of the flocks, this milk is the food, uh, this is the hard food of, of the spiritual person and can also be medicine for one another. Songs of Solomon 178, tell me, O you whom I love, where you feed your flock? Where you make it rest at noon, for why should I be as one who veils herself by the flocks of your companions? If you do not know, O fairest among women, follow in the footstep of the flock and feed your little goats beside the shepherd tents. <clears throat> to follow the footsteps of the flocks is to be nourished by this milk of the flocks. This is when we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ and cleanses us from all sin. <clears throat> how great the Lord has placed uh, the, fel the importance of fellowship with one another to walk in, in the light and the Lord cleanses us in this way. It's important that the saints not just hear the word of God from the apostles, <clears throat> but begin to be nourished by the menu of the gods. And so this is when we have fellowship with one another. <clears throat> and so one speaks and then the other, and uh, both work together, communicate about it, and meditate about it. 
the sixth of the food and the purpose of the lot of the name of God, rock of Israel, is fat of lambs and rams of the breed of Bashan and goats. Although lambs, rams, and goats are pure and their meat is able to be uh, eaten, the blood of the of these animals was forbidden and would literally have you be exiled from the nation. Leviticus 7, 22-27. And again, these fats, this is also the uh, menu of the gods. This is one of the, me- the, the components of this menu. And so when you, if you want to be seated at the table of God, you, and so let us look at the fats that we were not, that were forbidden from being eaten first. Let's look at that. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel saying, you shall not any, eat any fat of ox or sheep or goat and the fat of an animal that dies naturally and the fat of what is torn by wild beasts may be used in any other way, but you shall by no means eat it. For whoever eats the fat of the animal of which man offer an offering made by fire to the Lord, the person who eats it shall be cut off from his people. Moreover, you shall not eat any blood in any of your dwellings, whether of bird or beast. Whoever eats any blood, that person shall be cut off from his people. When we, during communion, drink God, uh, the blood of Jesus Christ, this is the food of the gods. And Jesus said, uh, you, you'll eat my flesh and drink my blood. And the people... Uh, they were tempted by this, they were stumbling upon these words and they left him because of it. Here it's referring to the fats that were not allowed to be eaten. You can use these fats, uh, for example, for other uses, to either, uh, uh, to to use for other purposes, for items maybe in the house, but you were not allowed to uh, eat them. However, in the given allegory, the Lord did feed his nation with fats and it was only the fats of of lambs rams and uh, goats of Bashan and so what is the difference between the ones on Bashan and those that are not the difference between the lambs rams and goats of uh, uh, that are on Bashan from similar to them animals grazing on other grasses consists in the fact that Bashan hills were taken as God's lot and are the lot of the chosen by God remnant. The Bashan hills are God's lot that God has prepared for his remnant because upon these uh, hills God will provide this menu to those who will not stumble when they hear his truth. Psalm 68, 13 through 16. Though you lie down among the sheepfold, you will be like the wings of a dove covered with silver and her feathers with yellow gold. When the Almighty scattered things, kings in it, and it was white as snow in Zalmon, a mountain of God is the mountain of Bashan, a mountain of many peaks is the mountain of Bashan. Why do you fume with envy, you mountains of many peaks? There is the mountain which God desires to dwell in, yes, the Lord will dwell in in it forever. Bashan is the prior kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, from the nation of the giants, that by the means of a casted lot were given to the tribe of Gad, Reuben, and Manasseh. <clears throat> so the Lord our God also delivered into our hand Og, king of Bashan, with all his people, and we attacked him until he had no survivors remaining, and we took all his cities at that time. There was not a city which did not 
we did not take from them sixty cities, all the region of Argob and kingdom of Og in Bashan. All these cities were fortified with high walls, gates, and bars beside, besides a great many rural towns. Deuteronomy 3, 3 through 5. <clears throat> and so all of these cities were fortified with high walls, gates, and bars. You think that these giants uh, live there, some at 60 meters, and very large people, what are they hiding? Why are they fortified, have these fortified walls? What are they hiding there? They know if they lose this height, uh, these heights that we will then receive access to the menu of the gods, and they as giants, and these walls, gates, bars, 60, the 60 cities is the number of men. Therefore, 60 cities of Og, king of Bashan, that were overtaken by Israel as their lot, is a symbol of our mortal body in which uh, sin reigns and is eradicated. That is, the old man is eradicated, and in his place the stronghold of eternal life is erected. <clears throat> this is by the Bashan mountains, previously belonging to Og, the king of Bashan. They became the mountain of God upon the, which God desires to dwell and so these sheep and are are seen as the inheritance of God in this case. <clears throat> Shepherd your people with your staff, the flock of your heritage who dwell solitarily in a woodland in the midst of Carmel. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead as in the days of old, Micah 7.14. The staff of a person is the mouth of one who is clothed into the authority of a father of God as well as a righteous person who confesses the faith of God abiding within his heart. And so again, the staff is not just the mouth of the person who is clothed into a father of God or is an apostle, but these are also my lips that confess the faith of, of God. We, with the staff, attend our flocks upon Bashan to tend the chosen by God nation, uh, God, God's remnant, is giving food in its time. Give godly this godly food in its time. As it says, let them feed in Bashan and Gilead as in days of old, as it's written there in Micah 7.14. That means that before God gives us the right to use Bashan or take hold of it, He will talk to us about His days of old to tend the chosen by God remnant is to give food timely and to eat of the food of the gods. What nature of food is implied in the fat of the lambs, rams, and goats of Bashan, with which God fed his nation? The symbol of the lambs, rams, and goats of Bashan are the symbol of the promise of the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. And so let's look at the virtue of each of these, the lamb, the rams, and goats. The virtue of the lambs of Bashan in man consists in his insecurity, similar to the insecurity of the Holy Spirit, where he completely relies and trusts upon God and upon his mercy. And so the lamb is a one-year-old lamb. He trusts only upon God and does not have the ability to defend himself. Who has the right to eat of these fats? You need to have these qualities upon Bashan. The virtue of the ram of the 
of the goats in this case, or in the rams in this case, these testify about the fact that he, a person is sanctified for priesthood before God for the temple. And this is the <clears throat> the virtue of the ram, of the ram, and then the the virtue of the goat, the goats of Bashan, in is the mind that it is his intelligent intellectual abilities that are renewed by the spirit of his mind, his mind being renewed by the spirit of his mind, the virtue of the goat of Bashan. This is my renewed mind, the mind that is renewed by the spirit of our mind which will allow us then to eat of the fruit of the gods. And so when it says that these goats and rams and sheep, uh, they're, uh, this, having this, or speaking of these, and so these are people that fear God, and this means that their body is God's belonging. And so the right to this fat, or the fats that we are to eat, that of the animals of Bashan, is to receive the anointed authority of God to the promise that belongs to the door of our hope. We need to be clothed into this power, the right to the power to put off our former way of life that grows corrupt according to deceitful lust, so we receive the right to clothe our bodies into the new person, into the new man, who is created in accordance to God and true righteousness and holiness. And so it turns out this entire time, our pastor always offers us the menu of the gods. And so if the fat in the form of the anointed oil and so when we're talking about oil is the oil being the combination of the Word of God and Holy Spirit, the food in the form of the fat of the lambs, rams, and goats of Bashan with which God nourished his nation is the anointed word of his messengers who have And so this is the word of the person, and it feeds those that are God's remnant. And so who can give us this word again is the person who has these qualities of this rams and goats and sheep. Bashan, renewed mind, one who can receive it is one who has these three three, uh, qualities. And for this, it is necessary to take the heights of Bashan. And there Og, the king of Bashan, and his armies, they are great and mighty. And where is his weakness? Because, as you can see, they fortified it with walls and, and gates because they know that their power is only effective against one who does not know the word of God. When Joshua looked at them, he saw it as it were locusts. They were locusts in his eyes. But for the others that were looking at them, he, they saw these great giants and they were afraid of them. And so when you look at Joshua and Caleb, Urim and Thummim, 
we understand that Og, king of Bashan, wanted to have power, and we need to have the rights to these Bashan hills and destroy all of these fortified walls and gates where and that so that we can then tend our flocks upon those mountains upon those hills right now we are tending our flocks upon these Bashan hills we have the right to this to these fats <clears throat> the seventh of the food in the purpose of the lot of the name of God rock of Israel is the choicest wheat and then the final the eighth will be the fruit of the grape and if God allows we will look at these in the future study these in the future how we need to eat of the choicest wheat one of the components is the produce of the earth and in the produce of the earth we need we just looked at how our earth needs to be that our earth needs to be good but when we're talking about the grains in the produce of the fields uh, we need the the wheat and and this wheat this ground wheat we need to this also includes the praise we need to bring to God in a good heart having a good heart uh, is good but not having these wheats uh, this wheat if we're not meditating about this if we're not confessing the Word of God we need to have be able to produce from these grains uh, let us now uh, pray may we be blessed in our prayers Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the great privilege to be upon this place that your hand has appointed for the worshiping of your holy name. We thank you that upon this place your truth dwells, your fear, because upon this place is your word, your commandments, your truth. And there, where your commandments are, there is your fear also. We thank you that upon this place we see your godly ladder, we see those principles that we collaborate with, and we use these principles so we can allow you to rise and descend and ascend uh, these truth, uh, forms of truth that you bring to us. It's because upon this place you have put a remembrance for your name. And today we are clothed into the atmosphere of your fear. Today this fear that we were able to receive from the person the person whom we followed into the wilderness into sanctification and so we can then confess these words and you will hear them and incline your ear to these prayers we thank you for the power that you have concealed in your name rock of Israel you nourish us with your solid foods and we thank you for the food that you give to us from this place from your apostle and we've made the decision to collaborate our heart with the words of the messenger so that our lips can collaborate with your lips and you can receive and hear our prayers. 
we have made the decision today to follow that person whom you have sent into our life into the wilderness of sanctification and we thank you that you have allowed us to see all of the scorpions and serpents those who that hid in their holes when in the sanctification we began to see them we began to see our soul that needs to be submerged into the death of the Lord Jesus and we made the decision in the death of the Lord Jesus to die for our nation the house of our father and for our corrupt desires and we've made this decision so we can obtain our soul in the resurrection of Christ so that our soul not be dead to you we thank you that in this sanctification we not only were able to see who we are without Christ who we are in in essence without Jesus Christ but we also understood that you want to be the Lord and master of our life and we then developed a great thirst for the Holy Spirit so that he become the master of our life and the Lord of our life we thank you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit we thank you for the spiritual events uh, that take place in the form of speaking in tongues but this does not give us the right to the character of Christ only the Holy Spirit when he becomes the Lord and master of our life only then can he then bring about the character of Christ in us we thank you that in this wilderness having this great thirst we ask that you make the Holy Spirit you make the Holy Spirit the Lord and master of our hearts you have allowed us to be a partaker of the service an organic member of your service and we come to this place into your house so that you can teach us how we can be a house of God where you will dwell forever so that Christ be in us and we placed into we be placed into Christ we thank you Lord for sanctification we thank you that you send your messengers today as you once sent Moses you have given us a person who was able to bring us and lead us into true sanctification where the Holy Spirit became this water for us that was able to give us drink and quench our thirst we thank you Lord for your great mercy We thank you, Lord, for the produce of the fields that you today have made our heart pure from all dead works. And we made the decision to collaborate with the Word of God so we could prepare a place in our heart so that the grace that we receive freely by grace in Jesus Christ and grace may be enthroned within our body, may rule within our body. We continue to use your word so we can cleanse our heart from dead works. And we have prepared a place so that grace can reign through righteousness in us, allow us to cleanse our mouth so that from the throne of our body, which are our lips, the old man may be thrusted out with noise because you will not be able to rule within us until our lips 
the old man sits still upon the throne. <clears throat> and so you sit upon the throne, Lord, when you remove the old man from the throne. And we proclaim, may with noise the old man be thrusted out from the throne of our body, from our lips. May our lips be cleansed. And the time will come when you will completely <clears throat> thrust him out from within our body and the stronghold of life will be erected within our bodies. We thank you, Lord, that you nourish us with your honey. We receive your word and it is sweet upon our lips and we know that this food may be bitter in our stomach, but we have made the decision to be nourished by the solid food and we thank you for the revelation that we heard today and that gives us joy today. The time will come when it will bring bitterness. As you once said to Mary, you have given us this honey and we received it. And the honey that we receive, it is sweet in our, upon our lips and we pray May it do its work within us. May absolute division and sanctification happen within our essence. Division and separation from the old man, from the stronghold of death and decay. We thank you, Lord, for your godly oil that you produced this from the flinty rock. And we today collaborate our trust and the strength of our spirit with your godly oil. We continue to trust upon your word, abide in your word. And we thank you, Lord, that today your godly oil through these two olive trees, using these two olive trees as the arm and thummim, they drip into the bowl in the person whom you have placed over us. And we thank you for him and Today, we especially pray for him because, Lord, this was your order. It is not us who made it up. It is you who have implemented your order so that your olive trees would produce their oil and the revelation into that bowl that is upon the lampstand. Lord, we ask that you give us your mercy. You provide your mercy. Allow your oil to flow through this bowl. May your anointed one be filled with your revelations, with your oil, with your boldness, with your anointed and glorious power. And we, Lord, wait for the revelations <clears throat> when these, using these seven pipes, we wait, Lord, when your, wa your waters will allow these, this oil to be accessible to the hearts so that the lamp then can continue then burning. We thank you, Lord, for your sellers. 
your word for the apostles and pastors. We thank you, Lord, for the revelation that we receive for this food that you are nourished by and that has become our possession as well. You have allowed us to rise upon the heights that are not reachable for us. You have given to us, Lord, today your heights, the heights of Bashan, upon the heights, the heights that you have prepared for the chosen by God remnant. And from this we can see that we are your chosen remnant. By this we can determine this and that we are not alone. There are other saints upon these mountains as well, upon the face of the whole earth, whom you have kept for yourself. We thank you, Lord, for the right to be upon Bashan and to use the anointed authority and power to thank you for the promises that lay at the door of our hope, for the right and anointing authority, the power to put off our former way of life, the old man, and be clothed into the new form of life, into the new and spiritual person. We thank you, Lord, that you have allowed us to receive this revelation, these fats that are available only to those who tend their own flocks upon the heights of Bashan. And you have trusted us with these truths. And we thank you for these heights, the heights that you have lifted us up to. They were not accessible to us, but you have made them accessible. We were not shown mercy, but you have shown us mercy. We were not a nation, but you have made us a nation that's yours. Thank you for the privilege that you give to us to share this great promise with the chosen by God remnant. And we, our church, are a part of that remnant as well. We thank you, Lord, for this great mercy, for the service, and we wait, Lord, for the day when you will continue to give to us your oil because you continue to sprinkle you continue to drip from these two olive trees your oil into this bowl and we will wait for these revelations that will become the possession of our heart and our mind and our confessions we thank you, Lord, that you allow us today to be nourished with the curds. By confession, <clears throat> with confessing the word, we, we can then beat this milk into curds, proclaim the not-existent stronghold of life as existent. You have allowed us also <clears throat> to be nourished with this solid food, and we thank you for it. We, Lord, prepare our heart to receive your word, <clears throat> and we desire that when you speak to us, <clears throat> that this be accessible to our heart. 
And we thank you, Lord, that upon our table, golden table, there's food that lays, that is given by the planters. And let us, with thanksgiving, take those revelations that were once placed into our heart. And we thank you for their essence for the comfort that you give us today. The comfort that allows us to call you our Heavenly Father and to thank you for victory that has been done in Jesus Christ. And you said the one that overcomes will be seated with you upon your throne as you overcame and was seated upon the throne of the Father. We thank you that being in you, we are in the Father and with the Father. And because of you, Father, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit had become accessible to our heart. In our heart, you find your comfort. by the Word and Holy Spirit, you can prepare that banquet because when your church is nourished, you, Father, sit at that table. And you, Lord, together with us, was being nourished by this food. And we thank you that you've allowed us to sit at your table and to eat with you your food. We thank you that we in eternity will always be seated at your table and eat of your food because here on earth we have proven collaborating our faith with your faith that we can and want to and desire to be nourished by your food to eternally be with you. May your name be blessed and glorified, a great God, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us finish with our manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior who alone is wise be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.